Hello and welcome to Our Dad is Wrong, the podcast where my brother Rocky and I discuss sports with our father Vic using a generational divide. I'm Mike. I'm Rocky. And I'm Vic, Dad. Rocky, back with us this week after yeah. yep. uh, missing a couple of a uh, couple of things here. Yeah, well, it's good be- to be it's good to be back. I, I listened to uh, the other podcasts, and I have to say, Mike, uh, really, you were not able to hold your own. You guys both lost. <laughs> uh, I was just saying, it's a fair fight now, two against one. But go ahead. I get time to to actually like think about my thoughts when you're there instead of just angrily reacting to Dad's terrible points. Yeah. So sure, yeah. sure. Yeah. Well, I know Mike, Mike thinks twice as slow as everybody else. So. My terrible, yeah, yeah, my terrible right. points that everybody's not. Not in their head when they're listening to this. Not in their yep. head. Yes, it's Go good ahead. that you have and these yes, imagined yes, people. Yes, he is insane. It's, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> the, these, these people that you imagine are listening to the podcast definitely are, uh, yeah. are on we're, your side. We're getting there. Go ahead. <laughs> we got a big family. No, 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 no. I'm not saying. <laughs> I'm not saying number of viewers. I'm saying human beings who would possibly agree with the terrible points you make. That's anyway, not true. Go ahead. Moving well, on. Ahead. Let the people decide that. <laughs> Uh, all right, so let's see <laughs> the masses. Let the masses decide that. <laughs> we'll put up a poll. It'll get three votes, and it'll be the three of us. And, uh, uh, all right, let's uh, let's start this week with uh, college sports uh, conference realignment going on here. USC and UCLA joining the Big Ten uh, about a week and a half ago now. Uh, that was pretty big news. But uh, what do you guys see as the future of college sports here? I guess I don't understand why conferences even still exist at this point. I mean, obviously there's historical rivalries, but it's absurd to me that the Big Ten now has Rutgers and USC and UCLA, right? I mean, we were talking about this the other day that I mean that that's that you're flying literally cross country to play teams in your conference, and I think that that's probably going to become a more common thing now. So, I mean, look, conferences are good because they can make TV deals. You know, it's a good way to kind of group schools together, have them play each other. I think it might make more sense to have these conferences be a little bit looser, maybe have schools play each other more from other geographies if they're really going to be split up like that. But for me as a fan, it just becomes so difficult keeping track of where these schools are going that it's just not even worth paying attention to anymore almost. Well, I think, I think in the next 10 years you're going to see even more movement and maybe more realignment. Yeah. But, but it's all money. It's, it's like, Mike, didn't you tell me that East Big Ten school now is going to get $100 million a year or something? Yeah, uh, that, that's about... About what they think it's going to be. Hundred million dollars per team. Now, because Rutgers, you know, again, Rutgers, you know, we root for Rutgers, but it's the New York market. Now they got the LA market. I mean, it's really a smart move. They have uh, uh, the four biggest markets in the country now, or in in the Big Ten, because they uh, maybe they'll get the ten biggest markets. If you count Philly with it, it's uh, uh, you know they got New York, they got Chicago, they got LA, and they got Philly. Yeah, I, I think, mean it's crazy, and so they have like you know they're going to is Philly, the entire is Philly thing. the fourth biggest market. Uh, I read that the other day. Oh, I, it makes yeah, it's probably it's is. right around there. Okay. Yeah, it, uh, everybody knows the top three, and then nobody cares about Philly down. Yeah, well, just in general, just generally true. speaking. Yeah, I, I, I hate to put them up that high because I can't stand the city, yeah, but. but. Uh, anyway, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I also say, you know, the geographic closeness of schools and conferences is also something that was a lot more necessary a hundred years Correct. ago. Correct. When, you know, sure. when these teams were being pulled up you know, via horse and buggy to their right. Uh, right. opponent's right. schools. Right. They had to take trains every single place. Yeah. And these guys and these guys are not loading onto uh, commercial flights. They're all chartered flights. And, right. You know, so it's not like it's it's terrible. And honestly, just travel from the Midwest well, to the. Well, to the I'm, uh, I'm sorry, just just to. to the, the the teams that aren't the football teams are tra- taking chartered flights. All the Olympic sports are correct. Like, not well, well, that's fair. We'll, we'll I mean, talking about not, here. The, the, and talk, I know that this is all being really done for football, Mike. Here. 
I know it doesn't. I I know football is literally the only thing that matters in all right. of this talk and everything. But still, it's yeah. They they have to pretend like they care about it. They don't. They don't. They don't pretend. I know they don't, but they have to pretend. I mean, yeah. basketball is a, a very very distant second. And honestly, to get UCLA as a basketball school in that conference is huge. Yeah, that's a real coup. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, I, well, USC too has been really good the last few yeah. years. Yeah, yeah, but UCLA is historical. No, I know, I know. You know, so they, you know, that just like Indiana's historical, even though they're not very good right now. You know, it's that historical name. Well, but UCLA has been, been good fairly well, Correct. I mean, they made the correct. final four yeah. two years ago. Right, but I'm saying... They also though, have the history. Well, you have right. these names yeah. to draw people to the TV, and that's 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 what really what they want. I think it's uh, you know I think it's a good move. I think, honestly, the Big, Big Ten's going to go to 20 teams. They have 16 now. I can see them pulling in um, Oregon and maybe Washington. Okay. Or, uh, you know, and then the Oregon still has to play Oregon State like in their traditional game, Washington, Washington State. So, so they can yeah. do that because I think I read that they're still only going to play nine games in conference. What yeah, about some not, of the independents? Yeah, they, always, they always have interconference games. I mean, yeah. Right, right. But I'm, yeah, but the, the talking was they expand these con- these conferences, they're going to have to play like 10 or 11 conference games. Oh, I've, ne- I've never seen that. They'd never make these teams. They that's because you don't read like I do. Three. Oh, yeah, no, that's oh, true. Yeah. I, don't, I don't know that much about conference. Now, the big, the big carrot out there is Notre Dame. Right, and that's they are, uh, they are the only carrot because, right. as far as I'm concerned, expansion's only going to happen based on what Notre Dame does. Right. If Notre Dame ever makes a definitive, if they ever move to the Big Ten, all all bets are off. The whole thing might be different. Everything's gonna, you know. Well, it makes at, it makes so point. much sense now because they have that huge uh, rival game with USC that they've been playing since the early 1900s. Right now, yep. USC's in the conference. Yeah. So it could be a conference game, obviously, and and they have the um, the you know the right in the big in the Midwest. So they have all these kind of natural rivals. They play Michigan every year. So it's it, it, may, it would make sense for them. And I think Mike, we were talking about this. That NBC pays them like thirty million a year for their football contract. Uh, so I actually for the whole their home up. games, right? That was their home games. So I looked it up. Yeah. So it's just for their home games, and they get fifteen million a year for that. That's not uh, that much. No, no, but it only goes till 2025. So my assumption is it's probably going to stay like this for the next year or two. I don't think there's going to be too much more movement. Um, if there is, it'll be some of the lesser teams from the Pac-12 or the Big 12 who make a make some sort of decision. But yeah, but I mean, don't you guys think Notre if, Dame, if, Notre, if Notre Dame comes calling, they're in? Well, of course, if Notre Dame came calling to any conference, right? Be, right. Yeah. I'm saying, yeah, yeah. I'm no, saying. No, no, Notre yeah. Dame could choose. Yeah, of course. Yeah, but I'm, I'm saying Notre Dame. They love having their independence like that. They love scheduling any teams that they want to, which is now they do play five ACC teams that they have to play every year. That's part of their deal. But um, you know, th- that's like you know, th- they're just like that, where they just want to be independent forever and just have kind of have that be their thing, be different. Uh, you know, they did that one year where they actually were part of the ACC in, in 2020 for the COVID year um, and made the conference championship game. But, you know, I, monetarily, they should have been in the Big Ten 10 years ago. I mean, the Big Ten schools have all been making more money from, uh, you know, since then than Notre yeah. Dame. But. Well, but, you know, to, to the point of um, them wanting to sort of remain independent. I think that's a, a part of Notre Dame's identity that people don't care as much about. And now that they, you know, were quote unquote in the ACC, but like you said, they're still playing five ACC games a year, right? And how long does that run until that they have to do that? As, as long as they're in the ACC. 
Wait, there's they're no still formally in the ACC for well, football? Well, no, 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 no. Well, so they're... The way it works is they're in the ACC for all sports except for football. Right. I mean, a couple right. of, you know, like uh, lacrosse, there's like, you know, different, but whatever. Generally speaking. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So they're, they're oh, in the okay. ACC Fine. and everything except for football, but part of the deal was in football, they have to play five ACC teams. Wow. But that's what I'm saying. But, but then they're in the ACC. Then five, five of their games are already scheduled right. for them. So then yeah, they've already I, I lost know, that. They came with a conference championship. That's the thing. Right? They came with a conference championship. But the so then why right. not? They're not the <laughs> They still get their own TV contract doing that. They still have, uh, uh, you know, this this freedom to go play USC and Michigan whenever they want, and Army and Navy, and you know, they, they can schedule any games that they want to. But um, even if they came to the Big Ten and said, "Look, we want to join the Big Ten, but we don't want to be held to more than let's say five Big Ten games a year." But they could you do don't that think the Big Ten no, would say that? Game. No, Big Ten would not. Big Ten, Big Ten is very much standing standing firm yeah. that if Notre Dame's going to be a part of the Big Ten, they're going to be a regular member of the Big Ten. They're not. They don't get that. Situation. I don't know. That could be a negotiating that's, tactic. They would give anything. But that's that Notre been Dame be they've been the that way Ten. for years. For but years. I'll, but I'll bet you in the Big East. As, really, they've been saying yes. that for that long. Yes. Okay. I'll bet you if Notre Dame says they want to join the Big Ten. They get full share right away. Not like when Rutgers and Maryland joined. No, I'm sure. Years. Well, I'm sure that, right. that I'm is sure true. That you're yeah. right. That would absolutely Oh, yeah. They'll yeah. step yeah. right over Rutgers. Right. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Right. Watch it, you. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh... The decaying corpse of Rutgers football. <laughs> Notre Dame will just be like, Excuse Hey, me. Rutgers going to be pretty good this year. They're getting some depth. They're going to be pretty good. Yeah, I've been hearing that. Bowl for bound years. this year. Yeah. Bowl bound. They made a bowl oh, last yeah. year, technically. Well, that's, 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 they that's, went that's five and seven and did it because of COVID, but still counted. They still made it. Right. I, well, it's true. It's true. Yeah. Yeah, it's still made it. But um, I, I think that, um, like, you know, it looks like the Big Ten and the SEC are, you know, are going to be the two main players, obviously. Now, right. the ACC is hanging on. The Big 12 is basically finished. I mean, no, uh, that's not know, true. What, who's, who's there? Yeah, talk about the, decaying corpses. Well, who's the Big there? Ten, the Big 12 is in Texas a much more Oklahoma stable left. possession. Oh, really? Uh, the Big well, Ten, but Texas, the Big but, uh, Twelve te- look. is in a much more stable position than the Pac-12 is right now because the Big Twelve, pretty much everybody wants to stay in the Big Twelve. Who's in the Big Twelve right now? Who, the Pac-12, kind of, everybody's kind, trying to what trying kind of to jump ship. TV con- uh, contract they're going to get? They're all small markets, and there's no there's no uh, uh, star schools left. Well, half the Texas games are on the Longhorn Network yeah. anyway, so yeah. they weren't really have those games as part of the contract to begin with. Yeah, I can't. I can't wait to watch a Colorado, uh, uh, Colorado's Kansas, in the Pac- Kansas, Colorado's in the Pac-12, whatever. Really then a, a Kansas State, yeah. uh, whatever Baylor game. Whatever. Oh yeah, you're right. That you're right. That first of all, Baylor's been incredible for ten years. Second of all, I can make that same argument. Well, you want to see a Rutgers Maryland game? Like, yeah, I know there are bad teams in every in every conference. There's no there's good teams, teams in the Big Twelve anymore, except for Baylor. Who else is good? Oklahoma State. Oklahoma. Oh come on. Or yeah. Oklahoma State. I mean, mediocre. Very mediocre. Okay, I'm. I'm just. I'm not saying they're on the same level as the Big Ten or the SEC. Well, that's You're what I'm telling saying. me that that they're about these to die. I'm telling you they're these literally not about to die. Struggle. Cincinnati. Cincinnati's going to the Big Twelve. They just made the playoffs this year. You know. Who's, you know who's going to leave the the the, the ACC soon? I bet is Clemson. Oh. There's, what what do they stay for? Because well, they get to beat up on the ACC. Well, one yes, that actually does help. Two <laughs> is so the ACC has a a uh, their media rights deal is. So basically every team within the conference until 2036 can't leave or else any additional TV money they make, they have to give back to the ACC. Yeah. So for, okay. for ex- 
did that make sense the way I said that? Like, for example, if if the ACC schools are all making $25 million off this contract and the Big Ten schools are all making $100 million, if an ACC school leaves for the Big Ten right now, until 2036, they have to pay the ACC $75 million every year. Why not just 25? Because the because difference is 75. Yeah, it's the difference. Like, they have to pay however much more they are making right, with their new right. contract. Right, they can't make more money than That doesn't sound like it would stand up in a lawsuit. That doesn't sound like it would stand well, up maybe, in a lawsuit. Well, maybe, but nobody wants to have to deal with that right now. I mean, oh, they'll deal with it. The point. They'll deal the with only, it. The only way to get out of it, basically, is if eight teams all leave the ACC at the same time. and that's Now, that that's I wouldn't put past them. Uh, that's not going to happen right now, because the, the SEC and Big Ten would both have to want four schools each from it. I just don't see it happening, personally. Oh, I do. Yeah. Why, why not? I, can't you see Syracuse, Boston College joining the Big Ten? No. Why Pitt would they want and Pitt? Why would they want? Yeah. Why one? Why would they ever want? Syracuse? Yeah, they would have the whole Northeast then. Sure. Then all of a sudden you got the Boston. But market. they don't care about. Are you kidding? That's not a that, valuable college football market. Sure it is. Yeah, but but I'll, I'll give you. I'll even give you Boston College to an extent, but it's not that Syracuse. No. Pitt, they already have because they won't add more TV con. They won't add more uh, TVs for the Big Ten Network because they- Pittsburgh already has it with Penn State. Yeah, well. They they might want like North Carolina, but even then they still have to find a bunch of other teams, and there's no way that they would take those teams over Oregon and Washington. So, yeah, I think Oregon and Washington are going to leave for the Big Ten. That's I really do. They'll, I think well, they want and, they want to be in the Big Ten, but the Big Ten has to want them. The, how about the Stanford? Do anything? How about Stanford? They're always I think good. That would at everything. Also be a good move. Yeah, yeah. Right. Think, Stanford would be great. In the but Big Ten, Ten, actually. Right. But would Stanford leave without Cal because that's their big rivalry? I think they would. You think, I think so? Anybody, any of these teams would at this point. Well, we'll um, I think. Uh, look, the Big Ten. At this point, it does seem like all the really big fish, unless Clemson ever wanted to join the Big Ten for some reason, are pretty much gone. So I think the Big Ten is pretty much in a, in a holding pattern, waiting for Notre Dame right now. Yeah, Just I guess. Just seeing if they can make a decision. And, you um, know, we, and I keep thinking about all these, these rivalries and stuff and everything. Rivalries end. Look, Oklahoma-Nebraska, they even play anymore? No. They don't play anymore. No. That, that, Oklahoma-Nebraska and Penn State-Pitt used to be like the big games on Thanksgiving weekend. Yeah. yeah, like that was like everybody waited every year for those games. Those were huge games. And Pitt West play Virginia. each other anymore. Pitt West Virginia doesn't happen anymore either. Yeah, but that wasn't a, that wasn't. A, I'm talking about Pitt and Penn State was like the game on I think on a Friday of Thanksgiving weekend, and then Oklahoma Nebraska on Saturday, and that was huge. That was like you know every everybody watched those games, and then that, that they're dead. So yeah, any rivalry could die. Well, yeah. I was also, uh, I was also, re- you know, those uh, those first schools that left the Big East in the first place, you know, the Boston College, the Virginia Tech, right. my aunt, you know, the and then and then the second, you know, the Pitt, the Syracuse, they all might be in a worse position than they would have been in if they had just kind of kept true. the Big East together in the That's first true. place. I mean, that was, you yeah. know, would have been tw- looking 20 years down the line. Right. Still. Hey, the luckiest luckiest team in America is Rutgers. Let's face it. Oh, yeah. Yep. Oh, did, uh, yep. they, Rutgers made out best of yep. every single team in this, <laughs> this whole thing for sure. Yep. Um, yeah. You can't even can't even disqualify it uh and i was saying uh, i know i told you uh, i told you guys the other day uh the flight for rutgers from from rutgers to usc or ucla is the same as the flight from rutgers to reykjavik iceland yeah, so yeah. they're all the same conference now uh, right. well, university of reykjavik in the big 10 that's yeah, exactly true. that's true hey they got they got a lot of vikings up there yeah all so right. they'll never make a super bowl <laughs> 
All right, let's move on now. Let's go to uh, let's go to golf. It's uh, actually the Open Championship this weekend. Uh, have you guys been watching it the, at all? I, have. I haven't, but I, yeah. I'm glad that live players are in it, though. Yeah, it's uh, that's what we're going to talk about, obviously. But the the, the, well, yeah. the, the course is playing pretty easy for these guys because oh, yeah? it hasn't been that windy, and that's, that's you know, and these links courses they, they they're only tough if it's windy. You know, I watch these guys drive the ball. The ball rolls 120 yards on these drives. Just keeps wow, going, I know. And going, what, and right, going. There's just no. Yeah, there's nothing to stop it really. Uh, they had a played a par five today that was downwind. That was 550 yards, and these guys were hitting driver sandwiches into the green. <laughs> the second shots. I mean, it was like every every other guy was getting an eagle on this hole. Yeah, yeah. But, I mean, I, the, the the cut line was even, and that seems really you know. That's really low for a major yes. for the cut line to be. Yes. Yeah, yeah, correct, correct. Even the PGA, it's usually you know plus plus one or plus two. Right. You know, but Rocky yeah. mentioned the live players who are playing in it, and it's funny because the last tour event, PGA tour event, um, uh, was it? What was it? Was it the? Uh, not the tour. It was the the U.S. Open, I guess. U.S. Open. They didn't show those guys at all on TV. It was bizarre. Oh, really? Yeah, they didn't show them at all. All any of the live players. Well, I mean, that makes sense because they're not planning on promoting those players anymore well, but because they ha- they're, now they're excluding they them. They show them today. Now, they have no choice because uh, well, yeah, like, uh, DJ uh, is... You know, DJ's up, up near the league. Like like, oh, third, yeah. Third or fourth place. Fifth. He's in fifth right now. Fifth? Okay. Yeah. So, and I, after, I think, after the Friday round. Now, I didn't see what happened at the end of the round today, but there was a point where uh, Johnson would be matched up with McElroy tomorrow, which would be very interesting. McElroy's been so uh, vocal about. Uh, they will not be. It's going to be ah, Hopland. Okay, tomorrow. all right, that's too bad. But yes, that would have been that would have been very funny. <laughs> but how yeah, cool would that, that be on Sunday if they were playing in the final group together? Those two. That'd be very. Funny. That would be good. That would be good. But you know, I just look. I think this this live thing is is. Uh, I think the PGA Tour is starting to blink a little bit because yeah. Um, what happened this week with the uh, this? Didn't they they talk about a monopoly or something? Well, yeah. So, so the DOJ is actually investigating the PGA Tour for for uh, basically monopolistic business practices, anti-competitive practices. Right. Um, and I think that they have a pretty good argument. I mean, the PGA Tour is less than other sports leagues a true league, right? It's more like an amalgamation of different organizations and different courses and the Masters and stuff like that kind of hobbled together into one thing. Well, the, the, um, the majors are not part of the PGA Tour. Well, I know, yeah, I know, but, none the, the, but not, yeah. not even the PGA, which I didn't even know. Wait, really? really? The PGA Championship yeah, is it's not? Run by, it's run it's by not. PGA of America, not the PGA right. Tour. Oh, okay, well, that's news to me. But anyway, <laughs> so, so but, but but the the idea that PGA is saying, look, if you go play on live, you can never play for us again. Um, I, look, the, that's the reason why, trade, right? It, well, but especially because these sports leagues in the U.S. are allowed to operate as monopolies, right. like only under the auspices of the government. There right. was a case, you know, 100 years ago with MLB right. where the government was basically like, we'll let you be a monopoly, but like don't do anything wrong. Right. And, and so that's why when stuff happens like the steroid scandal, Congress is investigating the steroid scandal. Right. Because, and they threatened to take right. that designation away from them, too. Yes. A few yes, times. exactly. Right. But be, be, and, be, and that's the deal, right? It's like because there is no competitive oversight. There has to be government oversight. Right. So in this case, it may makes sense that if PGA is going to be excluding golfers, that the government needs to come in at least investigate that yeah. and see if that's, you know, monopolistic business practices. Yeah. It seems like it could be. I, I said in a previous show that I don't think the PGA tour should do this, regardless of what you think about Liv. 
and you know, Biden, we're, we're recording this on Friday, July 15th. Biden just landed in Saudi Arabia earlier today, did the fist bump with MBS. Right. You know, look, no, nobody hates Saudi Arabia more than I do. And, right. and you know, any country that, that commits, uh, you know, human rights violations, I shouldn't say I shouldn't say hate Saudi Arabia. I should say hate the Saudi government, who are the ones who are funding this. Um, but regardless of what you think about that, it's wrong from a business standpoint to tell these players Regardless of how much money they make them with live, that you can't come back and earn a living with PGA. If I'm with that you, Rock. Wrong I'm with or 100% something. 100% on this. Yeah. My, his, you know, my thing is the difference between uh, football, basketball, baseball, and hockey is yeah. that they sign contracts with those teams and are guaranteed yeah. money. The yeah. PGA players are are independent contractors. Right. So they That's don't. True. There's no contract with the. I mean, PGA, the only the only thing there is that they're members of the PGA Tour. But right. they don't make the cut. They don't get any money. They still have to travel. They still have to stay in hotels. They got to pay their caddies. You know, yep. they, some of these guys are struggling to make a living out there. You know, the big stars yep. we all talk about, the big stars and everything. But I, I, I never, ever, ever feel bad for a guy who makes as much money as he can make. You know, the yep. career, the careers enough. They don't last forever. And yep. uh, you know, they're using uh, who's this one guy that they're using? Uh, Pat Perez. They're talking mm-hmm. about him. He's wearing, oh, he's wearing a shirt with dollar bills on it and stuff, and he's flying on private jets. So what? So what? Yeah. I don't understand. They, I mean, it's not. That's not a bad thing. He's not killing anybody. He they, they, he was able to sign a contract. Now I'm sure it's not a, a hundred million dollar contract he got, but he's a yeah. guy that was a you know marginal player on the PGA tour, and maybe he signed for fifteen or twenty million dollars guaranteed. Yeah. What's wrong with that? He's set for life. His, yeah. his family is set for the next three generations for life if, if it's invested yeah. properly. And you know what really tells me that this is entirely business on the PGA standpoint? If if the PGA Tour didn't make a stink about the Live Tour being funded by the Saudi government, because all the, the, their whole messaging, Saudi, Saudi, right. Saudis, right. I wouldn't even know it was funded by the Saudi government. Like, it wouldn't even be PR for the Saudi right. government if the PGA weren't letting everyone know, hey, this brand new golf league that everyone's interested in is funded by the right. Saudi government. Right. Like, I don't, like, are the Saudis even putting, like, branding on the Live Tour signage or anything nope. like that? Or nope. Nope. I feel like this is I, all coming I, from PGA. I, I think it was a pretty well-known thing that it was the Saudi government doing this before the PGA. I, but well, I, 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 look, I'm not saying not, it was a secret. Not, yeah. I'm not saying it was a secret, but look, I follow golf more closely than I think the average sports fan, even though I'm not super into it. I would not have known that it was funded by the Saudis if it weren't for the PGA Tour through the media right. making that known. And the PGA I, I don't Tour think I would know. is the biggest hypocrite I, I in the would. world. They, you know, right right behind Saudi Arabia is China as far as, far as human uh, um, rights abuses. Rights abuses, yeah. right. and they have a PGA. They own a PGA uh, uh, tour on in China. The PGA. Right. So give me a yeah. break. I mean, it's, it's all about they're, they're threatened about losing their players. It's all about money. It's nothing to do with anything else. Stop being so righteous. These yeah. guys, these guys made tons of money for themselves. God bless them. Yeah. And, and granted, granted, I think that there is a moral argument to be made if you're a player going to this league. I mean, you can debate that if you want, but it's impossible to convince me that if you know Spain started financing its own golf league the PGA wouldn't have done the same thing right you know regardless of what country it was it's about the competition that's right you know they're using the moral argument to try and sway public opinion that's right but that's the only reason and I'm telling you more and more guys are going to go to this live tour this is not the end of it uh, uh, oh yeah for sure I mean uh, in the first couple uh, weeks DeChambeau and uh, and um, what's it Kepner what's his name I know who you're Kep- talking Kep- about, but I forget Brooks what exactly Kepka? it was. Kepka. Kepka, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. bad mouthing the live tour. Two weeks later, they signed with them. So, I mean, come uh, on. Yeah, because they're getting I a never, lot of money. 
I never heard Kepka actually badmouth them at all. He personally. did. He, he said, oh, we want to play against the best, blah, blah, blah. He made that statement, Mike. Listen to I, I it. know. I, maybe. I'm just telling you, Ivan. Well, I, he, saw, he saw the best going over to the Live Tour, so that's why. Well, I mean, there's good players there, there's good, and there's good players in the PGA Tour. It's hard, I know. It's hard to win either way. But if yep. you come in last place in the Live Tour, you still get a check for 120 grand. So yeah. who, who would say no to that? Right. No, I completely agree. So. I would, but well, you would. But, uh, yeah, you would say no to. Well, wait, wait, wait. wait no well, why would you say no? Just based on the Saudi thing or something else? Yes. Yeah, no, 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 no. Based on the Saudi thing. Okay, hey, that's fair. I mean, I, I guess my question then is, you know, what? I look. Obviously, you feel like this is more of a Saudi PR ploy than yes. I do. I very I, much do. I think it's more likely to be a Saudi money making ploy. Um, because oh, again, I don't think so at all. there's no way they could possibly think that they're going to make a, a come out on top with as much money as they're paying these players for like six tournaments a year. Well, it's first of all, they've well, well, well because Mike, because it's startup, co- it's, it's startup costs, and they've already announced they're going. Oh, to it's six, eight tournaments. Never mind, they've, rescinded. They've, no, they've but Mike, but it's not. Gonna, they've already yeah. announced they're going to sixteen <laughs> tournaments next year, and I yeah, guarantee they'll have a television contract. Guaranteed. Yeah, based on this what? is going to be Why? big. I'm telling you, Why? it's going to be a very profitable league. Absolutely, and I nobody's think PGA watching. is making nobody's a big mistake. Nobody's watching on YouTube. No, nobody's watching on YouTube now. Why would anybody watch on TV? Because if it well, comes PGA on TV, ratings best... are not exactly at an all-time high either. Right. But I'm telling you, it's going to be a money-making. But no, league. I mean literally, literally, the first the first tournament, which should be the one that everybody watches, the second and third rounds had under eighty thousand people watching them. Nobody's watching this thing because it's hard to watch. It's not on TV. If it's on TV, they'll watch. Now yeah, they get a TV I, you look contract. at the leaderboard. Boy, hold on. Look at the, go the look time. at the final leaderboard for the John Deere Classic. I didn't recognize anybody's name there. I didn't. The watch John that Deere tournament. is historically a very bad but, field. But if, if guys aren't going to play these tournaments, you know the big stars don't play a lot of tournaments anyway. Okay, look at the Scottish Open. That look at the leaderboard there. That was a tremendous right field because everybody the plays there to get used to the conditions for the British Open. No, that's, they don't. People don't play the Scottish Open every year. That's that, that's exactly that's wrong. They absolutely they, don't. If you're playing they the British Open, not. you play the Scottish Open to get used to those conditions. That's exactly what happens. Many, many, this is literally the best Scottish Open field this year that they've ever had. They have a good – every year they have a good field. Every year. And every year. The John Deere field is bad. But every year – but so Mike, your point? Now, a lot of the tournaments have bad ones. The, the best players, what do they play? 12 tournaments a year plus the majors? There's, there's, in there's, the 20s, low, low, low 20s. There's, there's, yeah. there's 30 or 40 PGA tournament events. They, yeah, and they can play whatever they want. Right. That, that's that, that's kind of the, the beauty for the players. So why can't the, the guys in the Live Tour play whatever they want? What, what is it? What, they, why they is the PGA Tour? Why is the PGA well, they, Tour? No, no, no. no I'm Wait, saying, I'm, I'm why does the PGA the tour. tour care what these guys do in the weeks they're not playing on the PGA Tour? That's fine. That that. I even I understand the argument. I really do. I get it. I just don't feel bad for any of these golfers, these guys who are already multi multi millionaires for the most part, going to take way more money to. to but go not do all a of them. PR stunt like I for said, the Saudis. If you I just don't, don't if you don't, like if you don't, right. if you come in last place, you make one hundred twenty grand. You, if you miss the cut in the PGA Tour, you make zero. Where's the decision? The fact that you're doing a PR stunt for the Saudis. I'm that, telling you, I don't that, think that, that's, that's true. the decision. I don't think that's true. This okay. is a okay. you know. I mean, how come nobody complains that the Saudis own uh, soccer teams in Europe? Or, or, in fact, people do. Well, people, people do. Are, people and, are constantly people do. No, but you, they, still, they, still, they still play soccer. People still fill the stadiums. Yeah, but well, yeah, I don't mean people are so outraged. They wouldn't play. Right, and there's, this is still a league that's running. So uh, I don't understand Yeah, point. No, it's, you know, I see Michael's play. He's like, you know, it's like it's still a league that exists. He's just saying that he wouldn't do Saudis, it. I, I understand his argument. a lot of things. 
Yes, and I wouldn't go work for it. I don't our, know what the, our what president's the over is. there begging them for oil. Now we're doing business with them. Okay, I'm not the president. I didn't make. But him I'm do saying that. I don't know what you want me to it's, tell it's you. It's a world economy. <laughs> it's what happens. I know, but I'm telling you, these I mean, guys, you, you, these you golfers, see, you're outraged, about but you're not outraged about us. You're not outraged about five dollar gallon gas. Because that's not. We, the we can be outraged about multiple about. things at once. Uh, yeah, what are you even what? talking about now? What? <laughs> Look, Why all are I'm you saying not outraged is outraged about the KKK. I what am. are you yeah. talking about? That's oh, that's true. That's a good point. Yeah. Pepper has made tw- over $28 million, almost $29 million in his career. He doesn't need to go take whatever money that the, the Saudis are giving him. I'm sorry. I don't care. If, this oh, is you, not know, you know a situation? You, you know a situation. I'm, not, I'm saying this is not regular folks who are taking this money. These are guys who are already multimillionaires and now uh, right. going to do a PR And there's other guys the that are, that are struggling okay. that have joined the league. Yeah, there's other okay. people who are going to join this league. And Mike, these aren't going to be the only golfers who are ever on this league. Like, new guys are going to come right. up. They're going to have guaranteed Maybe money eventually. in this league. But, okay, then that's a whole other conversation for those guys. These guys who are taking the money, I don't care about them. If, if, that's if fine. This doesn't work out for it's them. No then, for them anymore. Then they what can can't I tell go you? on the PGA Tour. But, you, but Great, I have I no problem with them taking the money. I have no problem. But Mike, but Mike, but Mike, but look, look to to your argument about not feeling bad for these guys. You so you don't feel bad that they can't now go back to the PGA Tour. No, not even remotely. But but here's the, but if you want to talk about a moral argument for not going to work for the Saudis, that's fine. But do you think that if they go play on you know in any no, let's say there was well, some other okay. upstart league and on on a no I I do agree with you on that on on a a general basis ideal yes I do agree with you Fair. on that okay that that is. And theor- and realistically, yeah, they probably shouldn't be able to do this. I If it doesn't go that way, and it goes the way that the PGA is allowed to do that with these guys, I won't feel bad for a single one of these players, personally. Uh, to, to me, what it comes down to is the PGA is claiming that they want to grow the sport. And we know from watching other sports that this is not the way to grow a sport, right? Imagine if MLB said if you play in Japan, you can't play here. It, you know, Or if NFL said if you play in uh, Canada, you can't play here. Right. Like Clearly, this is restraint of competition and i think that that's my main issue with it and i think mike you you and i are probably closer in agreement than it seems that it's it's a bad slippery slope to go down in this in the same way that you know you can believe whatever you want to believe about law enforcement the way law enforcement exists in this country i still believe the police should be able to have unions because i think that all workers should have a right to collective bargaining and in the same way i don't think that any league regardless of the moral issues on either side should be able to say you can't play in this league categorically if you go to our competition i think that that's unfair that's fine. I, I understand that. That that makes right. sense. Good job. Uh, get him, Rock. Get him. <laughs> get him. Get him. What? <laughs> You're next, Dad. Hey, stop. Yeah. <laughs> All right, let's move on. All right. Uh, so we got some baseball to talk here. Uh, good thing Rocky is back because this is going to be a very Royals-heavy segment. Actually. I know. <laughs> this is the only time this year we'll be able to talk about them, and like nine things happened with the Royals. Recently, I know. So. I just missed my half birthday. Well, that, that's all right. Good late present. Uh, so yeah. So which one do you guys want to talk about first? Well, let's start with the uh, the vaccine stuff, Rock. What, yeah. With that. Go ahead. Yeah, so, Rocky, so, so the vaccine. Yeah. Yeah, so the vaccine stuff is is the bigger story. So this weekend, uh, the Royals are in Toronto, or at least some of them are. Ten Royals were unvaccinated. Uh, it was not publicly known that they were unvaccinated. Um, these players included uh, a lot of our starters. 
Um, Benintendi, who was supposed to be potentially involved in trade discussions with the Yankees. Now, that's probably not going to happen. Um, and Whit Merrifield, who has historically been one of our best hitters. Right, he's, um, like, you know, he's, he's like leading the league in hits, I think. He's really he's a good player. No, every, every no year this year, this year he's not hitting that well. Oh, this okay. year his OPS is like 615 or 625 or yeah. something. Of course, because um, I put him on my team. Well, well, sure, sure. Good move. Um, but well, what, what's really been enraging people, though, is what Whit Merrifield said um, when he was asked about this. And all I have is exact quote. I don't want to misquote him here. So this is what he said. He said, right or wrong, I didn't do it on a whim. It's been a long thought process because, again, I understand what Canada has in place right now. That's the only reason that I would think about getting it at this point is go to Canada. And that might change down the road. Something happens and I happen to get on a team that has a chance to go play in Canada in the postseason. Maybe that changes. But as we sit here right now, I'm comfortable. My decision, my teammates support me and support the rest of the guys in here that I made the same decision. So that to me is total BS. Yeah, That's him saying, like, you know, I, I at least have a little respect, not really, but the tiniest modicum of respect for a guy like Kyrie Irving, who knew that there were, you know, playoff implications and him not playing in all of Brooklyn's games. Right. And he was like, no, you know what? I'm crazy. I'm consistently <laughs> crazy. But for Whit Merrifield to be like, I'm crazy, but I could maybe be convincing it if I were on a contender. Now he's just crazy and a jackass. Well, he's, like now right. he's just he's, a jerk. He's trying well, to get traded. I just, obviously, I, I want to. Now I didn't. I'm only. I've only heard this from you reading it. it he definitely. He definitely didn't mean like if I was on a contender, like comma, or I was playing in Toronto consistently, like if I was in the AL East or something. Right. He didn't. He didn't mean it like that. I I, I, mean, I, he, I I think he I think he meant it the way that we mean. I'm just trying. Yeah, to like dissect I, I think that there's a way of understanding. Even if that's what he meant, saying I won't get vaccinated for the Royals, but I might get vaccinated for another team. Right. I mean, especially for a guy who's not hitting well, you'd think he'd want to do something to help the team, yeah, right? Like, sure. if he, like, well, like if he'd rather be playing on a contender, he's not doing a good job. Like even if you have a, a Mercurio player on your team who uh, you know wants to get traded or whatever, he'll at least try his best. He'll at least prove that he's a valuable trade chip. I mean, like, who's unless even going to want a guy like Whit Merrifield now? What? So, unless you're James Harden. Well, I, so true. Obviously, there's exceptions. <laughs> but, yeah, yeah, yeah. but, I mean, I, as a Royals fan, I mean, look, I've never been more ashamed to be a Royals fan in my life. You guys know that I've watched them through some very lean years. Right. But at least the awful players on those teams were trying. To, to quit on your team like, like Whit Merrifield and a lot of these you. other guys have, I'm, I'm disgusted, really, I am. Yeah, now, Ben Attendee, no, I you know, I, I, I've heard the rumors here, too, in New York about, you know, yeah. the Yankees very interested in him. And I would still go after him because I think he's a fabulous player. But um, and I think maybe the rules in, in in Toronto will change as they have to change as time goes on. I mean, it's this is it's crazy. Well, yeah, eventually, eventually they, they will, but it's as well. As they they might not. I'm, I, I honestly, it's yeah, you know, with, with, I, like there's still new variants of COVID spreading. Vaccinations are still effective. Like if people are still going to get sick and be dying from COVID, in the same way that when you go to another country, you need vaccinations against a whole lot, you know, malaria and all kinds That's of things. True. When you go to different countries, it's very possible this will just be a forever thing that people are going to have to deal with. But I yeah, think I point. think a lot of players feel like Mary Phil does. If if Ben Attendee came to New York, I bet you he'd get shots. Well, then, then you know you what? That then gamble, he and New York deserve each other. And, that's the and you can't you can't make that you can't make that gamble if you're if you're the Yankees. You can't say like, well, maybe he'll do it, so we're going to trade for him. I would. And they really can't talk to him about it I know. because that's I tampering. Would, I would so. I would try, I would try because the Yankees have a hole in left field that is as big as the Grand Canyon. So uh, 
Well, at this point, you, you, you can have him. You can have Wit. You can have all these guys. You know Wit what? Also older, older than I thought he was. Whitmer. Thirty-three. Yeah. Thirty-three. Yeah. You know what? We got uh, we got our young guys. We got our young core. We're one and zero so far with our Triple uh, A team against <laughs> Toronto rookies, this this weekend. Toronto. Yep. So you know what? And we got a, you know we got a couple like really you know Bobby Witt Jr. and Pasquantino. So you know we do have a good young core. We obviously weren't doing anything this year. I wouldn't mind if we clean house. Honestly, we really need to clean house in the front office because Dayton Moore is completely off his rocker. Earlier, he won I mean, there, huh? he's been he's been there for like twenty years. Uh, not twenty, but he's coming up on. Yeah, he, look, he won a championship, but he look he came out in the preseason and he made some comments that really made me ashamed to be a Royals fan. Where he was talking about basically, you know, I'm 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 okay with losing as long as we're running a good ball club with a bunch of good guys because you know I'd rather run a good ball club than uh, win. Hey, Rock, and, and you're always That's welcome what? back to the Yankees. You were raised back. A, you were raised a Yankee fan. You were a Yankee fan when you were younger. And you, you 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 went to the dark side. You, you can come back. That's you... tech, if you don't like what Dayton Moore said, we're run by a bunch of bad guys, but we win. So it's the exact <laughs> yeah. opposite of your Dayton Moore thing. Yeah, great. No, I'll I'll, I'll just wait until the Royals are under uh, new uh, management. I think before I really go full throatedly for them again. And I think Dayton Moore's on his way out anyway because his rebuild has been a complete disaster. Oh, I think true. people. Have well, seen I mean, right and realistically, wall. I mean, yeah, like we said, Dayton Moore has so he's been there for. Probably about 16 or 17 years. And they've been there since 06, I think. 06, so yes, so 16 years. Right. So, I mean, within that time, they've had, they won that, you know, that one World Series and that one. Sure, of course. Yeah. That one additional pennant. Right. Yeah. Uh, But then outside of that, they've been pretty bad for. Ten of the sixteen yeah. years, like eleven, yeah, maybe no, 11 I, or twelve, even hey, like it's uh, hard. Even, yeah, it's even hard. those couple of years, they didn't weren't very good. The it's hard to get into the World Series yeah. two years in a row, and they did it. That's that's a pretty good thing for a small market. It is, team. yeah, and, and, and look, and I will take that as long as when the writing is on the wall. Five years after that, we didn't get any value for our guys who were leaving. Right, we didn't rebuild the right way. Yeah. It seems very fluky at this point. I think he needs that's to get true. fired. But that's true. I will say, while we're talking about rebuilding and trading for young guys, kind of leads into the next topic about the Royals. Right. Which is that right. uh, they traded a draft pick. Yeah, that's uh, amazing. I've never heard of that in baseball before. You don't much see it. Nope. Yeah. It's, it's so, fairly new. It was only uh, like last year or two years ago. Put in. Yeah, apparently the Tigers have done it in the past as well. But basically the concept is um, with, these, with some of these compensation picks um, that you're able to, to trade those, which seems odd to me because if the only picks you're allowed to trade are compensation picks, those are supposed to be for competitive balance. So right. shouldn't those be the ones that you're forcing teams to hold on to rather than squander well, away? That's but also, I mean, you could, you could make the argument that that is the competitive balance, that they can use them in this additional way that other teams aren't allowed to use. Their True. I, yeah, that's, that's a fair argument. Well, because I guess the bigger discussion is should teams just be allowed to trade draft picks? I mean, I know it's kind of... Yeah, uh, that's the other part. That, well, that was what I wanted to bring up. Like, yeah. Why can't they trade draft picks in baseball? Like, I've never understood weird. that. Why is that not a... Well, yeah. there's no more... Not a part of it. There's no bigger crapshoot in the world than the baseball draft. I mean, you know... Uh, yeah. First, top guys never make the major leagues, and 33rd round picks make the major leagues. So it's it's not like the NBA where you... You know the top fifteen guys are going to be well. Good the players. NBA, yeah, but I mean the NFL's in, in a very similar way. No, not like baseball. Not like baseball. Not 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 like baseball. But yeah, it's, yeah, it's similar. Yeah. No, no. You not know that a, you you know that a first rounder in the NFL is going to have a great chance of panning out compared to the first round in the MLB. Maybe three, four guys really pan right, out among right. you know thirty teams. And, I, and you know I, I, I yeah yeah. Go no, yeah. I was going to say a lot of number one picks in baseball never make it. I oh yeah. In football, it's maybe. One every 10, 20 years. That's it. That don't make it. Or at least have a yeah, decent Yeah, a total bus. Yeah. So, but again, a, a, yeah, lot I, of it, a lot of it has to do with, uh, you know, you got to go to the minor leagues and work your way up when you draft it. And 
injuries occur. That, a lot of stuff happens. Yeah, yeah but well, I mean, the other I thing, though, about the, minor leagues... I'm sorry. I, I wonder yeah. if the minor leagues are part of the reason why they're not allowed to trade draft picks. And I don't know what that reason would be, but just the fact that they have to go through that whole additional process that they don't have to in other sports. Right. I, I don't know. I, 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 I don't know I, why, I, it, why it would matter, but... I feel like the argument that I've heard consistently is this whole crapshoot argument. And to me, that's offset by the fact that in baseball, you get a lot more rounds. Right. And so you get a lot more of that currency to play with. And I mean, you know, e- even if you're as stupid as Dayton Moore, you know, you know, how, how much a draft pick is going to be worth. So, um, you know, I, I, I think it, it ends up being, you know, maybe instead of like in football where maybe a guy gets traded for two or three draft picks, maybe in baseball a guy gets traded for six or seven draft picks, yeah. you know, all throughout those rounds, you know, knowing that maybe one of those hits. And so that's the kind of value that you're going to get. But I think that if you were to do that, you would enable a lot more value for those small market teams because if I'm the Royals right now, maybe I trade Whit Merrifield away for four or five draft picks. Right. And now i got a lot more draft capital that I can build my team with. So it actually seems like it would be good for competitive balance. What was the actual trade this week, Rock? It was just, you know, it was a, it was that com- compensation pick for like a minor leaguer. Oh, minor leaguer. Um, okay. there, there oh, like, yeah, yeah. Was, I think there was like two or three minor leaguers. And oh, yeah. No, like, you're I right. It was like two or three minor leaguers and you're cash. Right. Like, you're it, right. It was, it was, they got a lot for it. Yeah, it was a decent amount. Well, because those compensation picks are like round one B or something. Right. Like they're decent picks. Right. Yeah. Right. They're still. They're all top. I think it was the thirty fifth pick that they traded. Yeah. Most yeah. of those are, are are like are top fifty. Yeah. Picks still. Yeah. And I think I, I think it was three prospects. And I think two of them were like legitimate, maybe borderline prospects. Okay. But it's a, you know if you can trade one pick for that, you know, so that's value. So and I and I don't see how anybody could lose in that situation. So it just seems very antiquated that you can't trade picks. Probably because the baseball draft was around before the drafts and other sports were. Yeah, probably. And they just, you know, baseball loves their historic yeah, tradition. Never done this well, before. Base, so that's not true. The baseball draft was the last pit, the last one to start. It was. Yeah, the baseball draft didn't start till the '60s. Really? Oh yeah. Before, oh yeah. Oh, yeah. that's right. That's Fo- right. That's right. Basketball they, started they from the beginning. Football wanted. was back in the '40s. But baseball. That's why the Yankees were so good. They go out and they because they were the richest team. They just find oh the best yeah. I guess that makes sense. Yeah. Right. And then you had the reserve clause, so you just signed somebody, and they were just there for right. life. If you right. Just got so them. Yeah. you know when the draft started, that's honestly what's the Yankees sucked. Because, oh yeah. Uh, <laughs> you know all their, their players that they signed from the '50s were great, and they got old. They had nobody to replace them because they couldn't draft players. Was it, was that there? actually makes a lot of sense. Yeah. yeah. So for uh, once, Dad, that, you make a lot of sense. I'm, <laughs> I mean, I'm just trying to correct your, but your still, erroneous but statements. St- that's all. But then, still, why couldn't they trade draft picks? Like, I, right, I, exactly. I, that, right, there's right, no that, excuse. That so it doesn't answer right. anything. No, this, so yeah. this is a good one. thing. I, I, I'm happy to do this. I really am. I think they should do this, the trade draft picks. Well, yeah. I mean, you know, I, I, I just as somebody who just loves drafts in general like i love uh, uh yeah i mean the nfl draft is like i obsess over it that's me, oh, yeah. me, me and two of my friends have yeah. a group chat that we just oh, that, that's most watched tv to me too i like uh, that yeah yeah and the I, nba draft i i love just because i know a lot of those players and i was even like like the nhl draft i'm like well there's a draft going on so yeah. i'm gonna yeah. go like watch a few rat you know a few picks of i've it actually watched I'm, the first round of the mlb draft the last couple of years i, yeah. I yeah. knew none of the players but it just was well, interesting to me you know, the, yeah, the, but that's but that's the thing is not only do you not know any of the players, you don't need to know any of the right. players because they're not going to be up for three years. So you're <laughs> going to find out about them when they're in the minors anyway. 
Well, the tri- if you want to know about the players, the trick is to root for a team that's got a top five pick every year. Because I can usually name like a few at least. <laughs> when well, you're picking at the top, you know. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah. I watch the NBA draft until the Knicks pick and then I fall asleep. So, uh, and, yeah, and no, usually that's very early because usually picking very high. Cause yeah, I was going right. to say, yeah, you go to sleep at 830. Well, I was say, yeah, as a Packer fan, usually I'm watching until late in the night. Yeah, you right, guys, you, right. basically before dinner, you're done, right? So. <laughs> it's pretty, pretty much true. Well, we had two this year, so. <laughs> yeah, was it six and eight or whatever? Yeah. yeah five and seven but yeah five yeah all that right. was a good trade uh all right any more royals rock anything any no other no I, I've, I've got my full of the stuff. fill of the royals yeah yeah yeah. we'll see <laughs> yeah, how right. it all plays out with the vaccinations and right. people getting traded we'll, away we'll revisit the royals next year when they something is relevant uh all right so let's move on then uh in the, in the to our last thing 2030s <laughs> Uh, to our last thing for the day is uh, every week we're going to do a list. Sometimes it's sports, sometimes pop culture, and there's always going to be at least one. This week we went with one list, uh, which is uh, going to be good for, for this crew here. Uh, we did our best favorite Seinfeld cameos and guest spots. So we did our top five of that one. Um, so actually, Dad, you uh, you watched Seinfeld live more than me and Rocky did. Why don't you start us off? All right. All right. I'll, uh, again, this, you know, Going on this list, when I, when I did my research on this, I can't believe all the people that guest starred on Seinfeld. I know, right? Either as themselves or as a, as a character. Right, as a character. So yeah. um, I was thinking about how to do it. I made, Should I, <laughs> I made an entire side list of people who don't count because they were on Seinfeld before they were famous. Oh, that's true, too. Oh, yeah. But I, so I, uh, there's a ton of those. So I, just, I decided to do a mixture um, you right. know, of, of, of both. But let me just give you, I got about five or six uh, honorable mentions. Um, Terry Hatcher got an honorable entry for me as a uh, uh, Sidra. Remember, uh, they tried yeah. to see if she had yeah. real boobs yeah, yeah. or fake boobs. Yeah. Uh, John Lovitz had a funny uh, thing when he yep. was uh, pretending he had cancer on yep. the show. Uh, Jane Le- Levy's, Levy's that her name? Jane Leaves, yeah. Leaves. Leaves. And she was the, the virgin on the show and, and actually had a, a couple of episodes on there. And also, she was, on, she was in the final episode also. Well, the final episode yeah, doesn't that does, count. I I that's yeah. most of them yeah, on yeah. that, right? Um, yeah. uh, Brad Garrett was the mechanic that uh, yep. yeah. didn't like the way Jerry took care of his car. I thought that was a funny. Some, some, some of these are on my don't count list. All right, for the well, record, uh, that's, uh, uh, Jerry Jeremy Piven as the when he when he um, was George. George on the uh, yeah. uh, the, the, the show within the show, and Jennifer Coolidge, uh, Stifler's mom. Uh, just because that I oh that. yeah the masseuse she was the yeah. masseuse right that wouldn't give yeah. Jerry a massage so yeah yeah all right so here's my top five number five was Raquel Welsh Raquel Welsh play herself <laughs> she was in a Broadway play and she didn't move her arms and the producers of the play made made Kramer fire her and uh, <laughs> it was pretty funny because she ended up getting to a fist fight with Kramer and Elaine I think on on that episode so yeah. she was number five. My four, number four is John Favreau, who became a, not only a good actor, yep. but a famous director. He was Eric the Clown on the episode <laughs> where, where George was at a kid birthday party and a fire broke out and he pushed the old lady to the ground to get out first. And, uh, and, then, and he's having a big argument with John Favreau about Bozo the Clown. You never heard of Bozo? And, 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 and John Favreau's You're going, a clown. No, How I don't know who's Bozo. Bozo. What is he? You're, some 60s, you're stuck in the 60s, man, he's telling him. And then uh, when they're outside, and the police, uh, George, is, George is saying something about Eric the Clown, and he takes his big shoe off and hits him with the big shoe. It's pretty, <laughs> pretty funny. Um, number three for me was Jamie Gertz. She was. Uh, 
she, 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 uh, I can you spare a square? Yeah. Dating Jerry and can you spare a square? And also she was a sex phone operator who Kramer used to call and Kramer, you know, recognized her voice. That was, she was good. Number two for me is Keith Hernandez, uh, played himself and, uh, Terrible actor, but the, the episodes are very good. You know, it was mm-hmm. like Jerry had a crush on him as a baseball player. And then Elaine started dating him. And my number one, I don't know if you guys, it was my favorite episode of all time, was Mel Torme. He played himself. It was the episode right. where Kramer had dental good. work. Good one. And he kept yeah. dribbling. Food. They, they thought he was mentally challenged. Mm-hmm. And, the Jimmy, uh, the episode. Yeah, that was a Jimmy episode, right. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. and uh, uh, they, brought, they brought him to an event he was a special guest of uh, it was a it was a, a charity event for mentally challenged, and he was like the guest the guest of honor. So that, and Mel Torme was very good on that. That's my top yeah. five. It was the the, the post credit scene. I think right was like Mel Torme singing yeah, to Kramer while yeah, singing to him. Yeah, and Kramer joins in on the serenade. Yeah. Yeah, that was right. All right. That, that was a good list, and, and I was surprised. I have no one on, on my list who's the same as yours. All right, so. good, good. That's what uh, I, I have. Like. I have, yeah, I have a, a small handful, but not not many. All right, go ahead, Rock. Well, once, are you going next, or am I? Right, yeah, I'll, I'll, fine. I'll, I'll go. I'll go next. All right. Um, so my didn't count list. So I actually had I had Brad Garrett. I had John Favreau on my didn't count list okay. because Swingers didn't come out for two more years since that oh, episode. Oh, all right, I looked okay. that up just all to right. make sure. The, the, if they're not, well, anyway, I don't know. Well, that's I'm like at that point they're just an actor looking for a job. That's not like a yeah. guest spot. To I don't me. know that if they still do a great job. I don't know. That does that doesn't count to me. I just, fine, fine, fine. Oh my, my don't, god! Here's my don't count list. Uh, so John Favreau, Denise Richards doesn't count. Brian Cranston didn't count because he was a regular. Oh, he's a recurring actor, right? That's what I put him on. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Sarah Silverman, Michael Chiklis, Amanda Peet, Pat Oswald, Brad Garrett, and Philip Baker Hall. I wish I could have put a lot of those on this list, but. To me, they were just those weren't really celebrity cameos. That was or, or guest spots. That was all like, right. Oh, doing a job. I think Dad uh, and I already preemptively reject this list. But. Yeah, me too. <laughs> <laughs> now nah, the list is still good. All right, go uh, ahead. Go ahead. So, on, some honorable mentions here. Uh, I had the four Yankees. Weren't those your honorable mentions? How many? No, those are my. Yeah, those are my. Don't oh my count. God. I wrote a lot of names all here. Right, go ahead. Jeez. Uh, the four Yankees, Paulo, or. Five Yankees, if you want to count managers. Paul O'Neill, Bernie Williams, Derek Jeter, Danny Tartable, Buck Showalter. Uh, Judge Reinhold just missed for me. Molly Shannon just missed for me. Uh, John Voigt, Rob Schneider, James Spader, and Marissa Tomei. All, you're, all telling the, me. you're telling me that Rob Schneider qualified for this list, but Phil Baker S- Hall didn't? He yeah. was on SNL. All right, go ahead. Tell us the list. <laughs> he was on SNL already. He was a thing at that point. Go ahead. All right. So number five for me. All right, well, if you want to roll your eyes, I, I definitely cheated because I have a tie for fifth. God. Uh, oh, so, God. So it's, Ra- it's Raquel Welsh and it's John Lovitz are tied for fifth. All right. Only because I, me and one of my friends will constantly say, good for you, Jack. Which <laughs> John Lovitz says. It was a great episode. line. So, the, so he, I had to put him on the list, but he was very close. Yeah, Raquel Welsh, I love that she could make fun of herself yes. for everything. So she, she's at five for me. Uh, number four for me is Bette Midler. Uh, who I thought was very funny, a big major part of the episode and everything. Yep. Running over George, you know the the, the crap talking George uh, uh, while she's playing catcher and stuff. That was all very good. Uh, number three for me and Dad, I'm shocked you didn't have him on uh, on your list. Lawrence Tierney playing uh, oh, uh, Elaine's father. father. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, uh, uh, yeah. yeah that's was, every time. That was good. every that time was good. I every time I put ice in a drink, I just 
and think to myself, plenty of ice. The number two for me is uh, Keith Hernandez, which uh, now I agree with you that I don't think like he was particularly good on the show, but the episodes were episodes just very were good, hysterical. Right. The episodes were hysterical, and I'm Keith Hernandez just became such a right. like it's still people say it yeah. to this day. And the, epi- so that the episode like where two. they had the, uh, the like the, it was like the Magruder film with the spitting. Yes. 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 That, yes. that was very funny. Yes, yeah. that was excellent. Yeah. Uh, and then number one for me, who I put on as number one, like immediately when I remembered the name, uh, is Lloyd Bridges. As, uh, Mandelbaum? Yeah. As, uh, yep. He, is he Mandelbaum? He annoyed me. He annoyed me in that show. He annoyed you? He annoyed oh me. my God. I will just, me and, <laughs> again, it's another one. I'll just like yell Mandelbaum with friends all aboard the pain train. <laughs> is just so funny. I... And Lloyd Bridge is just a, a naturally funny guy to begin with. So to me, that was that was the clear cut number one. You just put him on because of airplane. That's not why. Yeah, it is why. <laughs> All, right. All, All right, okay. Give me a legit. Um, list. Very funny. Rock, if that's what you mean. Give but, me a legit yeah. list now. Go ahead. All right, all right. Well, so so in terms of honorable mentions, there's almost nobody left to mention. But the one person I do want to say who almost made my list was Peter Stormare as Slippery Pete in the Frogger episode. Oh, that was, uh, you're right, okay. Yeah. Who, who was, yeah, yeah, you know, he's in Fargo, he's in a whole bunch yeah, of stuff. Right. It was one of the later Seinfeld episodes, uh, you know, with uh, the holes. Uh, he, was, he was very, <laughs> yeah. very good. Um, but yeah, other than that, I think you guys pretty much nailed most of them. All right, so number five for me is Lloyd Bridges. Um, yeah, the, the Mandelbaum episode. And again, it was, you know, it was like, we were saying guys who were in one or two episodes. I think he was in, what, two episodes, right? I think, so he, I think he was in two, but again, yeah. that's a, yeah. um, He was great. All the Mandelbombs were great, but obviously he steals the show. Um, and the whole Mandelbaum, Mandelbaum is just, yeah, of those great. later seasons, is one of the better things to come about. Um, number four for me was actually the same as Michael's number four, Bette Midler. Um, I just love how she, like, plays it so big, like, as if she was on stage throughout the whole episode, and how Kramer is just, like, in love with her. Um, she takes over the whole episode, and then, honestly, the best Bette Midler scene is the one that she's not in, which is the one at the end, where Jerry's girlfriend goes on as the, uh, understudy, and, uh, the tourists are saying, no, Bette Midler! And she she starts crying, so. I I missed on that one, you're right, I I forgot about that one. Yeah, she was great, she was great. Uh, well, yeah, yeah. Uh, third for me was John Voight. One of the weirdest Seinfeld cameos, definitely the fact that John Voight was just on the show to bite Kramer's arm. Yeah. Uh, one second. Shows up, bites Kramer's arm, he's gone. But it's just, it's such an indelibly great part of that episode. Because, (laughs) like, he he looms so large over the episode because obviously he buys John Voight's car. They spend the whole episode talking about Midnight Cowboy and John Voight. (laughs) And at the end of the day, he's in it for two seconds. But it's such an amazing cameo. I would have been loath not to put it on here. At the end of that episode, didn't they have uh, they were playing the Midnight Cowboy song? And he was on a bus. Yeah, while well, they were on the yeah, bus. They're on the yeah, bus. Yeah, yeah, right. That's yeah, right. Looking for, yeah, uh, yeah. That's right. right? Uh, yeah. But they were. Was that they were? Uh, they were looking for a dentist, right? Is that what they were doing on the bus? It was no. They were going upstate. It was the one with the shoes. Remember oh, the shoes. The yeah. shoes. Yeah. Yes. 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 Uh, all right, number two for me, Lawrence Tierney as Elaine's father. I forgot him um, so, so, so for me, that basically yeah. there were there were these two people who I knew were going to be the top two, and then everybody else under them because there were two episodes. <clears throat> well, I, actually, I'm sorry. There was one more that I didn't put on my list that I was surprised that you guys didn't say, and that's the Soup Nazi. I guess I'm not surprised that Michael didn't say him because he's not like an independently famous actor. But like he's he was a one episode guest star like the Soup Nazi who totally took over that yeah, episode. He wasn't famous. He was an actor. 
Uh, yeah, I don't know. It may, it's reading you a know, little too much. Are, you guys are right about Lawrence Tierney because for 25 years, I've been saying, I got to go to the bedroom. Yeah, he was so, a reservoir yeah, dog. Yeah, literally, right all you, yeah. Yeah. Right he was famous, but he, but, but he totally takes over the episode. That whole yeah. episode is about him. Doesn't work at all without him. Yeah. You know, he, he scared the cast so much that he never came back that's in real right. life. <laughs> yeah, that's that's my favorite part, is that literally, like, he was just like that. Yeah. Like, he yeah. didn't even know he was being funny the whole time. Like, it's just... He yeah. was great in Reservoir now, Dogs, too. Yeah. Now, number one for me, another character who totally took over an episode, and I disagree with both of you guys. I, well, I, Dad didn't explicitly say this, but Mike did. That he's not independently famous, because he is. He's been in tons of movies. Just because you had never heard of him before, he's kind of like Lawrence Tierney in that he's been in movies for years. Actually just died a couple of months ago, but Philip Baker Hall as uh, Lieutenant yeah, I, Bookman. I forgot Bookman, too. I forgot that. Yeah, because... I, I mean, like talk about a character who the episode would not work right. without him. Like, his his monologue in Jerry's apartment is like a top five Seinfeld scene. Right. He was I, could, I could almost run through the whole yeah. thing. He was absolutely So great. good. Yeah, um, right. Listen here, funny man. <laughs> yeah, I, I literally, I after after his death a uh, couple weeks ago, I watched that scene on YouTube. Yeah. Just and like, yeah. was dying laughing. And, and was, I, I have to say, funny. outside of Seinfeld, also just a great character actor. He was in a lot of uh, Paul Thomas Anderson movies, Magnolia. He starred in Hard Eight. He was in uh, Boogie Nights, I think. Yep, he was in a ton of great there movies. Like, there was like no late '90s action movie that he wasn't. He was playing, in so like, many movies. Government after, person, after, yeah. after that cameo. I would take notice of all the movie was in, and I would say, whoever I was watching the movie with, Mr. Bookman, yep. Mr. Bookman, yep. a million Every movies. time. Yeah, and later he was on Curb Your Enthusiasm as a doctor who uh, gives Larry his personal phone number, That's and Larry right. keeps calling him at home, <laughs> right. which is another great cameo on Curb. <laughs> so right. he, he was just great. He was an automatic number one for me. First name I put on the list, yeah, and I no one can top him. So I, he's I, number one for me. He would have made my top five if I remembered him. You're right. He would have he would have if he qualified for me, but. Oh, oh my God. God. Saying, Michael's like, oh, he's, us, he's not in a Marvel listen, movie, so I don't know who he is. The rules. Oh, did he some ever play Batman? The then who is no. he? Yeah, I took this as if you saw him and you said like, oh, look, that's that guy who we've seen before already. I uh, do. Oh, out. by the way, by the way, well, another now, one, that, another one that you guys missed. Ninety-two, probably. Another one that you guys missed. Mark Holton. From exactly. the episode where they go to get the the uh, chocolate babka. <laughs> yes. Yeah, no, I know exactly. Mark Holton, oh, yeah, who, uh, who's uh, also the Hey, it's Enrico Palazzo guy, yeah, who's right. also in uh, Pee-wee's Big Adventure. That's right, that's right. I know his I name you... just like I know Philip Baker Hall's name, so don't tell me how to know these people's names. <laughs> well, you know, Philip, but you who's know also Phil in Leprechaun. I'm, I'm not saying you don't know Philip Baker Hall's names. Paul's name now, I'm saying at the time of the episode, that wasn't a guest cameo. Well, at the time of the episode, I was six. Job. At the time of the episode, I didn't know well, his I know, name, but, but I would I, have. But that's, but that's my point, is even if you if you saw the episode live, you wouldn't have reacted in a way that that's a good guest cameo. That's just a guy doing a job. All right, we're going to change the name of the show to Mike is Wrong. Because yeah, there we go. Get him, Rock. Oh, Get him, Rock. Oh, my God. All right, Dad, two people can be I wrong. I, just can't wait. Over I can't wait for the... The poll of people who are gonna tell me I'm right is there. Yeah, Mike, put, put this on the Twitter. Put put this yeah, up yeah. on the Twitter account. Let's cap it at a hundred thousand votes. We don't want it to get too okay. out of hand. Yeah, yeah, the we'll the move is just to make people up who are gonna agree with you. I, I, <laughs> sure, I sure. That's, yeah. yeah, yeah. All right, let's wrap it up. All right. I mean, there's no bad list with Seinfeld. So no, that's true. Yeah, true. That's true. true. All, all, all three, all these three, these are good lists. These last few uh, weeks lists have been very tough. You know, we've had lists where we we kind of had the same guys all the time. These yeah. lists have been very tough the last few weeks. Yeah, so these are true. these are better. We can come up with these sorts of lists. Yeah, I yeah. Think. But 
All right. All right. Uh, I think that's going to do it for us this week. You can follow us at Twitter at Our Dad Is Wrong, uh, or you can follow Rocky personally if you want to. What, what's your Twitter, Rocky? Just Rocky Lotito. Yeah, Rocky Lotito. If and you want to do that. What about you? You don't want to plug your Twitter? I'm, your your I'm Twitter. At, I'm at. Yeah. What? Go ahead. I was going to say at, your Twitter handle is much better than mine. So I no, think my Twitter handle is pretty great. It's it's Lotito, oh. and that's very oh, that's, that's pretty excellent. Yeah. I, Not mine. I didn't come up with that, but somebody gave it to me. And, and I'm mad. Yeah. I wouldn't be on Twitter if my it's life it. depended on it. Good for you. <laughs> yeah, great. Uh, <laughs> all right, guys. And, all right. Have a good week, you, guys. Can send, you can send that a telegram. All right, we'll, do, we'll see you next <laughs> week, everybody. All right, love you guys. Take care, everyone. Bye-bye.